Hello and welcome to this episode of The Heart's Desire. In this podcast, I continue to focus on issues that affect marriage and family life today. And I continue to try and approach it from not only a therapeutic perspective, but also a Catholic viewpoint. Hello, my name is Greg Schutte and I am your host. I am a marriage therapist and the director of Marriage Works Ohio. I'm the author of the Discovering Our Deepest Desire Catholic Marriage Enrichment Program. I'm also a husband and father, husband to Stephanie for the past 25 years. In fact, we're getting ready to celebrate the 25th anniversary here in October. And a father of seven uh, very active and loving children that keep me busy all the time. My goal in doing this podcast is to share the many things I've learned over the past 25 years about healthy dating skills, how to enter into marriage in a successful way, and how to navigate married life in such a way that helps your marriage to be more sacramental and life-giving. Today I want to talk a little bit about marital joy. You know, I look at the readings from this morning, and this is Friday, September 7th, and the readings this morning it talks about the bridegroom, and Jesus is with his disciples, and the Pharisees confront him on the fact that, you know, everybody else is fasting, and yet his disciples are not fasting. And Jesus sums it up basically saying, can you, you know, require, can you expect the wedding guests to fast when the bridegroom is there? In a wedding, you know, we don't go to a wedding and hide all the food and, and you know, have no drink and we all just sit around maybe eating bread and water. And no, it's a celebration. There's a joy that's brought into it. And so Christ is saying, look, I am with you now. I think a lot of times we can get so caught up in the, the drudgery of each day that we forget to have that joy in our hearts and joy in our marriage and joy in our family life. You know, I think, again, as we look at Christ, the good shepherd, but the good bridegroom, he dies for his beloved. He didn't come to earth just to fill, fulfill the mission of dying for our sins and, you know, rising again. That was, that was the, the pinnacle of it all. But Christ also came because God longs to be with us. He wants to be with us. He loves us so deeply. And it's hard for us to understand that at times. You know, we think of this, this God of all creation, the God of the universe, and we're this little speck that's smaller than, you know, an atom here in the whole universe. And this God, who's complete within himself, doesn't need us at all, but loves us so tenderly that he would come down to earth to be with us. And not only would he come down to earth to be with us, but he would choose to allow those around him to crucify him to put him through one of the most horrific forms of torture and to die for all of us that are the ones who are crucifying him with our sinfulness. And yet God does it willingly. And, you know, I think that we forget 
about that part of God in, in the world, that he loved us so much that he sent his only son. He sent his bridegroom to the bride because Christ loves us so much, he wants us to be with him. So he came to bring us joy so that his joy would be in us and that we would you know, also in, have this, this joy. So I think a lot of times in marriage, we can get caught up in all of the, the difficulties of life, all the things that we have to do in a day's time, all of the suffering, all of the loss, all of the, the um, challenges, all of the difficulty in raising your children, that we forget to step back and look at the joy and have joy and look at the, you know, not just the joy that, that we have at times, but also the blessings that we have and find joy in that. You know, I know with me and my wife, there's a lot of times that we will struggle with, you know, raising our children because it's, you know, day after day, there's one new thing that you have to do. And uh, well, sometimes there's a million, you know, things that you have to do. Um, that's a little exaggeration there, but you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do in a day's time to uh, take care of our kids, get them off to school. For my wife, she homeschools um, to feed them, to clothe them, to, if they're babies, to, you know, do all the, the stuff that you do for babies as far as changing their diaper and burping them and feeding them and, you know, laying with them for hours uh, as they sleep. You know, all these things that we have to do in a day's time. And we can be so worn out at the end of the, each day that, we, you know, we just kind of go to bed exhausted and we have this tendency to focus on all of the bad things that have happened throughout the day. You know, we think about little Johnny who just broke our favorite vase or um, Timmy who was disobedient to us and uh, did the very thing that we told them not to do or little Janie who, you know, started to sass back at us and didn't want to, was defiant in doing the, the very chore that I asked them to do. And so we get caught up, you know, I'll come home with my wife, to my wife and I'm frustrated because there's things at work that happen. So I got these frustrations with work and people that I had to either let go of or these people that didn't do what I asked them to do or these outside entities that are coming at our business and trying to tear down what we do. You know, all these things that just kind of wear on you, and so you bring them home to your spouse, and and you're sharing them with her and or him, and then you know, in return, my wife is telling me, "Oh, this happened today, and I was so tired, and I, you know, this this your this son got in trouble for back talking, so now he's got this writing assignment, and he huffed at me, and you know, we can identify with that. I'm sure you can put in your story, your um, piece of that same puzzle where you've heard and seen those times when it's it's a struggle it's a real struggle to deal with you know life in general there's just so much going on and so it indicates that we have to step back at times and really look at the blessings that we have and really see uh, the great gifts that God has given us in the midst of this I think part of the reason, this is my opinion, I think part of the reason is why we have all these struggles is just because we're not meant to grow attached to this world. This is not our home. We have to live here, and God has a purpose for us being here. And I truly believe that purpose is to learn how to love when love 
loving is very hard and very difficult. Because God wants us to learn the depth of love. But you don't learn the depth of love through the easy times. It reminds me of when me and my wife were younger and we had our first child. And this, this six-month-old baby had glaucoma. This was an overwhelming experience for both of us, having this new baby, having had no experience with children before this, and really trying to walk through this very traumatic time together with our little baby. And it was very overwhelming to watch her. I, I think the part that made us cry the most is when she came out of surgery, and in the midst of the surgery, they realized that both eyes were needed help, so we just decided to have them both taken care of at once. So our little baby comes out with patches over both of her eyes. And, you know, as an adult, you're sitting there thinking, worst case scenario, she's going to be blind for life. She's, you know, she's going to hate us for what we just put her through. And, and then when she started to wake up and she was crying, it just crushed our hearts. And we sat there together and just wept. And my point with bringing this, this story into what I'm talking about here is, you know, life is hard. And I can only imagine what some of you that are listening have gone through also in your lives. So many people have gone through so many different tragedies of losing a child or having a child that has severe uh, health issues or even your husband or your spouse having severe issues that you have to walk through. It's very hard. But I do know that our love for each other grew through the hard times. It had to. Well, it can, but sometimes when we're at odds with each other, sometimes it can pull us more apart. But that, that going through those struggles together really brought us closer together. We had to work through this. And, and it was through those hard times that we found more strength. We learned more about ourselves and what our, our abilities are. And so, in some ways, you know, God gave us the grace I shouldn't say in some ways, in every way God gave us the grace. And thankfully, we accepted that grace to really walk through this time together. And so, you know, God's calling us to, to not just get caught up in the difficulty, but to learn and to see His grace and the gifts that He gives us through it all. And again, my, my deeper point to this is you don't know, sometimes you don't realize the depth of the love until you've gone through some of these painful times. And a lot of times when I write a song, I'll write a song um, that kind of gives that analogy between bad and good and how it you know, helps us grow. And one of the analogies I use is going through the rain. You know, We don't realize how important that sun is until you go through the storms and the rain and then the sun comes out and you're like, oh, how wonderful. You know, a lot of times we can complain about the sun because it's so hot, that it's so, you know, overwhelming and it's scorching. And But again, that perspective that we have when you have the difficulty and when you have the extreme differences between those two states that, you've, that you're in. And so, you know, back to this whole idea of joy. How do we find joy? Well... In the midst of those difficult times, we have to draw ourselves back. We have to look at the gifts that we've been given, the grace that God gives us through those times. 
I just recently, and I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, me and my wife just went through the whole um, experience of her mom passing away. And that was a very overwhelming experience. If you've ever lost somebody or been there when they passed away, it's a very overwhelming experience. There's sadness, there's, uh, there's some fear in all of it, how it's going to play out. Uh, and then when it's all done, there's there's a sense of relief, but it's almost like you feel guilty feeling that sense of relief. And if it is someone that's really close to you, then you feel also a deep sense of grief and loss. Though it was very difficult, we now look back on it and see a lot of the ways God's grace was there to you know really help us through it. It didn't take away the difficulties at times. It didn't take away... Uh, you know, moments that were very scary or fearful. But now we can look back on it and see how God gave us the strength to walk this journey with her mother. The same thing with my daughter when she was younger um, and getting that surgery. We now can look back and see how God was there and find joy in that. And so sometimes our joy going forward has to be where we reflect back and have that retroactive, you know, uh, view, if that's a good way to say it, where we're looking back in order to recognize these things moving forward. But if we don't take that time to do it, we can just be stuck in the day-to-day -day doldrums of this is wrong and that is wrong and this is going wrong. And it doesn't mean that we're not, you know, we, we shouldn't focus on what's going wrong and try and fix it and try and work through it. But I think that going back and looking at the grace that God gives us should encourage us to move forward a little bit differently. What do I mean by that? Well, how many times, you know, do we sit there? Or I, I, I've had this. L let me try this. How many times I've seen my kids come to me and they've said, you know, Mom, Dad, I'm really struggling with school. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm, I don't think I'm gonna pass my class. I. I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's just too much. And then I remind them, okay, did you ever not get through before? Did you Have you been at this point before where you were struggling and you somehow made it through? Well, yeah. Did God ever abandon you in those times of difficulty? Well, no. So what makes you think that he's going to abandon you now? And what makes you think that you're not going to be able to do this? It's that reminding ourselves that God was there. He does help us. He's been there. So that, you know, to remind ourselves of going forward that we have God on our side. And He wants the best for us. But I think a lot of times we don't look back. We just look at the moment that we're in and feel like it's too overwhelming. I'm never going to get through it. I have no way of overcoming this. So it's that looking back that can really help us refocus our efforts moving forward. This is the same as in marriage. We, we need this joy. We need this looking back at what, where we've come from and how we got to where we are um, in a twofold way. One is to learn from the past so that we can correct mistakes and not do it again. Too many people don't do that. They keep doing the same mistake over and over and over again. So we need to look back to, to, to see what we've done that wasn't helpful, that didn't work, that was um, 
detrimental to the health of our family or our kids. How many times I've done that? I've looked back uh, at the day and gone, oh my gosh, why did I yell at my daughter that way? Why did I react to my son uh, in such an overwhelming way? Why couldn't I have had more patience? So we need to look back and swallow that pride so that we can fix the problem. And I've done that where I've gone back to my kids. Uh, I'd love to say 100% of the time, but I'd, I'd be lying. Many times I've gone back to them and said, I'm sorry. I messed up. I, I don't know what I was thinking. But from this point on, I want to make this better. I want to be better to you and for you uh, go, from this moment going forward. So that's one way. But the second way that we forget is to look back at the joys and the successes so that we can continue them on in the future and remind each other and encourage each other in that. An example that I would give is, you know, my wife. I love how, how strong of a woman she is when it comes to raising our children. Now, she would laugh at that and say, no, she's made many mistakes. And I quickly remind her, well, join the club. We all make mistakes. But my wife has been homeschooling our kids for the past 20, oh my gosh, 22 years, I think it is, 21, 20, I don't know, something like that. And so there's many times where she will say, I can't do this. I, it's just too overwhelming, and I, I'm so, uh, I, I'm not very organized, and I don't know how we're going to, um, how I'm going to get this child to where they need to be. And, and so there's those times where I have to gently bring her back and say, okay, let's look at what you've done so far. You've gotten three children all the way from grade school, from kindergarten, all the way through high school. And all three of these kids have gotten into college, and not just any college. They've gotten, they've gotten into prestigious colleges, and one of them just graduated from college. One's getting ready to, and they've got high honors. Now, yeah, I know that they play a part in this, but... <laughs> Let's look at this for what it is. Through the blood, sweat, and tears, through all the hard work, through all that you've done, you have successfully brought these kids to where they need to be. You can do this. It may be hard now, and let's, let's look at how we're going to fix this time in life. But I, I go back to that time to, to remind her of all the things that she has done through the grace of God which has been incredible. And the beauty is, is that she does the same thing back to me. <clears throat> so many times, you know, when I'm feeling like insignificant in what I do, that I'm not changing as many people as I should be or not doing as uh, many marriage programs as I should or as many talks or people this, people that, you know, all these games that we play with ourselves, she continues to take me back to those moments of, hey, remember when you did this. Look at how many lives have been changed because of a program that you did or because, you know, the people that you've trained to do a program. Joy has got to come into our married life, has to come into our family life. We can't just focus on the bad. We have to pull from the joys that we have and really make those, you know, central to moving forward. So again, that twofold is one, yeah, we learn from the past, make sure that we know that, okay, we're not perfect, we make mistakes, and learn from it and make it better.
make those changes. But number two is don't forget the joy that comes from the way God gives us the grace to work through these difficulties in our lives. And tap into that grace, but don't forget that joy. And remember that Christ had that joy of being with us, even in the midst of coming to earth, even in the midst of his suffering, even in the midst of all he had to go through. Christ had a joy because he knew the Father was with him at all times, and he wanted to share that joy with us. So keep looking for that joy in your life and help let that help you move forward in a better way. Thanks for listening and please join me again each week as I delve into more issues that affect marriage and family life and look at ways to improve and strengthen our marital journey. If you enjoyed the show, please consider encouraging your friends and family to also listen in. And if you have any topics that you would like for me to touch on in the future, feel free to contact me through my website, which is OurDeepestDesire.com, O-U-R, OurDeepestDesire.com. You can also go there to learn more about the Discovering Our Deepest Desire uh, Marriage Enrichment Curriculum. And until next week, may God lead you deeper into discovering your heart's innermost desire. 